Thank you for joining us on this Tuesday edition of Tetelestai. We're going to finish up today the message we've been looking at over the last week concerning guilt and shame. How can I deal with my guilt and shame? And as we talked about yesterday, there are a number of different ways guilt and shame can manifest in our life in problematic ways. But we also began to talk about how the cross and the forgiveness and the grace of God that's extended to us in that forgiveness is the key of believing, trusting the reality of that forgiveness is the key to letting shame and guilt go and walking away from them. We will battle with them until we die or the Lord returns. Those are things we're going to battle with because they are powerful weapons in the hands of the evil one. And we're going to keep stumbling and messing up. That's just the nature of what it means to be on this journey to heaven. We're not going to have a perfect walk. And shame and guilt will accompany our stumblings and our failings. But we learn how to deal with it. And the key is, as I said, dealing with it through the forgiveness of Christ. So we're going to conclude the message today. How can I deal with my guilt and shame? Sometimes we're harder on ourselves than anybody else is. And we are the last ones to extend forgiveness to ourselves sometimes. But God says he has done something miraculous. In the book of Micah, very familiar passage, and let me just read this to you. In, in Micah chapter 7, I think it's in verses 18 through 20, Micah says this, Who is a God like you, who forgives iniquity, passes over the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? He does not hold fast to his anger forever because he delights in loving kindness. He will again have compassion on us. He will subdue our iniquities and you will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. They really are gone. We need to see ourselves as God sees us. You're a new creation. He, he's the one that gives you your identity and who you are. Jesus, one time, was at the house of a Pharisee named Simon. And he was eating, and into that Pharisee's house comes a woman. She's a whore. And everybody knows it. The scripture describes her, Luke does, as a sinner. But we know what he's referring to. She's prostituted herself out to men, probably to some of the men that were in that room. She comes into Jesus. And she is weeping. She's at his feet. She is bawling. She feels guilt and she feels shame legitimately because she sinned and she knows that. And she is crying her eyes out. She's a she's sorry for what she's done. She's coming to lay her guilt and her shame at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus says these words to her. Woman, her sins 
are forgiven. Well, the people in the room heard that and they're like murmuring. They started doing this little bit of whispering. Who can forgive him but God? Who does he think he is? Tell me our sins are forgiven. They knew what she'd done. And then he helped her faith. After telling her her sins were forgiven, he said, your faith has saved you. Go into peace. Into a state of peace now. How did Jesus help her deal with the effects of her shame? He gave her a promise. Your sins are forgiven, daughter. He promised her that. Your faith has saved you. Your future will be one of peace now. The issue was then in her court. It was an issue of believing that. Would she believe what he said to her? She's forgiven. She's saved. She's clean. She can go now in peace. Would she believe it? You see, that's the issue for every one of us. Will we believe that he's forgiven us? Will we believe that he has cleansed us? Faith, not feeling, is the way forward out of the bondage of shame. You believe what he says, you are forgiven. You are eternally loved by me. You are righteous before me. I don't see what you're looking at because it doesn't exist before me anymore. It's gone. It's removed. As far as the east is from the west, that means in infinite directions in both directions. The idea there, it's never going to be brought back up. It's gone. The guilt and the shame has been removed. What are you ashamed of in here this morning? What kind of shame is defining your life possibly this morning? What kind of guilt that you're carrying around that you don't need to be carrying around anymore? You've acknowledged it before God. You've told him, I know this is wrong and I acknowledge it. Then believe him. He has forgiven you. Now, maybe it may be that you have to go to somebody that you, know, you actually intentionally wronged and they're aware of that. And you need to make that right. So that, the, so that everything can be brought to healing and wholeness between you. Maybe you need to forgive some people who cause shame in your life. Maybe it was the kids that made fun of you when you were growing up and gave you nicknames that you've allowed to define you all your life. Maybe it's people that did things to you unjustly because they thought you were flawed and because you felt there was something wrong with me is why they did that to me. Maybe it was parents that could not give you what you were looking for. Maybe it was an addictive parent that just had no more time for you whatsoever because you never got any attention or love from them because of that. You felt it's you, you were the problem. It was your fault. Maybe you simply need to just let those things go and forgive those people so that you can move on from your shame.
It all boils down to faith in Christ and in his promises, his truth, and believing that, that he loves you. There's no need to carry unnecessary shame. Accept his forgiveness. Believe it. Forgive other people. And then forgive yourself. Stop beating yourself up. God's not beating you up. Let it go. Just let it go. Believe the promise. Your emotions will tell you, no, no, it's not gone, it's still there, you'll still feel things. But no, 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 the truth is, it is. There's no reason for you to feel ashamed. As I told you several weeks back, as a believer, if you were to die this moment, do you know what? God's not going to haul you off to some special cosmic room to fix everything. Because there ain't nothing to fix. Not in the real you. You're already fixed. You're already holy. You're already suited for heaven. You're not flawed. You're flawless. You're whole. And time we spend here in this world living as a believer is learning how to work that reality out into this hunk of meat we still live in. And become that way on the outside like who we are on the inside. And sometimes guilt and shame are like grave clothes like they were to Lazarus. Keeping us bound up. We're raised, we're out of the tomb, but we're still bound. Hear the words of Jesus. You're loosed. Let him go free. Jesus, thank you for dealing with our guilt and our shame. Thank you for taking it away and removing it as far as the east is from the west. May we all be granted the grace to deal and accept by faith the reality of our cleansing, our washing. And stand before you as the writer of Hebrews says and as John says, held head high, head held high, boldly coming to the throne of grace where we always find help in our time of need. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope that you have been encouraged by this message and hopefully maybe the Holy Spirit will work within your own life and your own heart if you're facing struggles with guilt and shame. Lord willing, we will be back with you again tomorrow. Hope you have a really exceedingly blessed and joy-filled day today.